Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Eliza Gelman. I am your host, the creator of the Hotter Than Health podcast, as well as on Instagram, you can find me at Eliza G underscore fitness. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, health, overall healthy lifestyles, and of course, your morning conference call. So wanted to go ahead and jump right into it. I know last week we missed an episode, um, but next week on a lighter note is episode 69, which is cool um, for me and hopefully you. But anyways, we're going to get into it. We don't have that long of an episode today, but um, I've been getting a lot of questions. There's been a lot of talk um, just over the past probably year about adaptogens and different kinds of tonics and elixirs and different supplements that you could be taking to reduce anxiety, stress. Um, We actually will be recording a podcast coming up hopefully soon. I'm not going to give a date because every time I give a date, that date always always gets fucked up. So Um, We're going to be talking about different adaptogens, different uh, supplements you can be taking to aid in some stress relief, some immune function, uh, a few different things you could be adding into your diet right now that would be great. And then maybe some things if you got to watch out for um, like specific hormone issues, um, we'll go into some of those specifics. But again, before we get into it, if you have not already liked, subscribed, shared, screenshotted, reposted, whatever the podcast, then now is your time. Um, I can always tell when someone's listening to the podcast because I'll, I'll get a text about it or I'll get tagged on Instagram. Someone will screenshot it. And I know that there are more of you out there. So if you haven't done it already, even if you don't have an Instagram, copy and paste it, put it on your Facebook, um, send it out as an email, do what you got to do. Always trying to grow the podcast. Um, excuse me, I just had lunch and I am burping. So yeah, screenshot the podcast, do what you got to do. It's so helpful. Y'all have no idea the tremendous effect just you guys sharing this information is. I want as many people to benefit from the podcast as possible and every little bit counts. So thanks in advance and we will go ahead and get into it. So um, one reason why I really wanted to get into this podcast, well, two main reasons. One is we're going to have a podcast on stress, anxiety, mental health, and the importance of making sure we're taking care of our minds and our insides. Uh, We're going to be having a podcast on that hopefully soon. And the second reason is because it is cold as 
shit balls out here in Charleston. And I know I'm, I'm spoiled. Okay. I say it's cold. My sister is in negative degrees and in Boston and she's like going to train for marathons and running outside in one degree weather. And I don't know how she does it, but that's her life. She chose that. I didn't choose the cold. I chose to move to the beach and I moved here from the desert. I'm not a cold weather person. And I've, I've, I've put that in writing, in my soul, I don't need to move where it's cold. Um, however, outside it is 30 degrees. I'm uh, frozen. It's drafty. My roommates and I are concerned. We don't know what to do. We're, you know, we're sleeping in a million blankets. Things are bleak in Charleston right now, but hopefully the weather will pick up sooner rather than later. Hey, here's what I'll tell you. I do like it when it's cold, and this is a tangent, I'm aware. I like it when it's cold. If I have the option to be inside and maybe I'm not necessarily working, but where I work, it's a very industrial looking building, modern, chic, lots of concrete. And let me tell you guys, concrete doesn't hold heat very well. Okay. So very drafty. We've got heaters everywhere and it's, you got to be standing like right in front of the heaters. You basically have to be singeing your leg hairs off in order for them to be working for you. So not great. Um, for anyone who lives somewhere cold, I don't want to hear you guys comparing your plight to mine because you chose that. I didn't. That's the that's the life I chose. I won't judge you. You won't judge me. Um, that is a complaint on my end. It's cold. But uh, getting to why that's important, my skin has been a dried out sponge lately. It has been the Sahara. I've been lubing up with as many oils and lotions and potions as I can. And my skin just cannot get a break. It's been going nuts, um, breaking out a ton. I also haven't been sleeping well. And I know that that's something I've talked about on the podcast. Uh, I've still been taking my magnesium supplement. I've been doing my Rishi and Ashwagandha, which we'll actually talk about on this podcast, but been taking all my supplements, trying to get as much sleep as possible. I've got my, um, black and white screen turned on on my phone. I'm going to bed early, trying to read a few pages at night. I I feel like there's not a whole lot more I could be doing. I'm not drinking caffeine past like 11 a.m., you know, and I do a lot during the day. I'm a busy girl. I, I don't, it's not like I need to get more steps in or work out harder or do more yoga. You know, I, I feel like I'm really, really reaching my limits. And I'm truly thinking that a lot of it is stress. I have a lot of shit on my plate. I've got a lot of moving parts going on and and they're all very exciting things, but I sometimes have a tough time. Um, I get a little ADD, so it's hard for me to complete tasks. So I'm really working on that, which is why I have this um, planner that I have. And I'll, I'll talk about that as well. But I think that the stress management of it all, just emotional stress, emotional distress really, has kind of given me insomnia and it's not great. I don't feel amazing. I don't feel as vivacious. I feel like my skin is looking haggard, if you will. It's looking a little dull. There's not a lot of life behind these eyes right now. And as much as you might not believe that based on my the whimsy in my voice, I'm, I'm not feeling my 100% best. And I do think that that has a lot to do with the weather and stress. So um, what, that's one reason why I wanted to go over these adaptogens and mental health and things like that. So going into it, um, talking about adaptogens, and you may have heard about this or you may have heard about these. I think I've done a podcast on them. I think I did it last year. 
on a podcast on adaptogens, but I don't think we talked that much about it. I'll talk randomly about ashwagandha or reishi or different little tonics or elixirs I do at night. I know I've talked about the hot chocolate that I make, which is like a little bit of coconut milk, a little bit of honey, a little bit of cacao, and I'll typically add in some cinnamon or what have you as a little tonic before I go to bed. Um, And I'll add in some ashwagandha to that at night, sometimes a little bit of reishi because it does help to calm down the mind. It helps to um, reduce a little bit of stress and anxiety. So I have talked about it, but maybe not to the extent that we will today. So let's get into it. Um, An adaptogen, so that I can give you guys an exact definition, um, they're all completely different, but basically how an adaptogen works is it's, hang on, I have an exact definition right here. Basically, they just help your body adapt to stress. So if you're feeling really stressed, you take some X, Y, and Z adaptogen, it basically helps to self-regulate your stress internally so that you can be more working at a level headspace. So if you're really, really tired and you take a more stimulating adaptogen, it kind of just levels you out. It doesn't make you hyper. It doesn't make you go crazy. It just levels you out so that you're at that, um, you know, you're up to par. You're at your natural vivacious self without the jitterness of coffee or anything like that. It, it just helps to regulate you and keep you at an even keel. So some different adaptogens, one of the brands that I truly trust and I also just love their branding, is called Sun Potions. I'm sure y'all have heard of it. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Sun Potions, if you're listening, feel free to uh, hit me up for sponsorship. But yeah, we've got a bunch of adaptogens in my home right now. I'm only going to talk about two from their brand, two or three. So two that I use on a probably two to three times per week at least. And maybe I need to use it more, whatever. We're going to be talking about ashwagandha, which is meant to reduce stress and anxiety. Um, So a lot of benefits of ashwagandha come from the fact that they are, um, it is a mushroom, so it's a medicinal medicinal mushroom, and um, it's a little bit bitter. So if you're going to put it in something, make sure you put it into coffee, put it into something that is already has a little bit of a bitter taste to it because it's, it it is actually pretty bitter, but I will take this one, um, before I go to bed and my roommate actually got it in tablets. So you don't have to do it in powder form. You can always do it in tablet form, but, um, it's a root and it is meant to reduce anxiety. It's meant to basically regulate your stress hormones so that you're not always in this fight or flight feeling that you may have. Um, so if you wake up with a lot of stress, if you are, um, you know, wired for stress throughout the whole day, then that might be a good adaptogen for you to start with. It's, it's pretty popular. You can find it in a lot of places. I like the sun, sun potion kind. Um, so those are the potential benefits. It's, reduces anxiety and it reduces your stress hormones, not your stress hormones. It just, um, helps adapt your stress levels in your body. So if you think of it like this, um, your body, when it goes through stress, it has three different parts to it. It's, I can't remember exactly what they're called, but it's like panic. Oh no, no. It says right here, general adaptation to stress syndrome. So, um, it's alarm, 
resistance, and then exhaustion. So think of it like this. Have you ever been driving in your car and you you're not not paying attention but sometimes you just zone out while you're driving you focused on the road and all of a sudden someone starts to veer into your lane and you don't see it until the very last second so you kind of have to like jerk your steering wheel a little bit and you're like oh shit oh god that was close so when that happens you get that automatic alarm and then you start to you freeze for a second and then you're like okay I got to do this and then as soon as you know you're in that safe zone you, you know, realign your tires, all is good. That car didn't hit you. You're fine. You kind of shrug your shoulders. You're like, oh God, wow. And there's that state of exhaustion where your body has just sent all the blood to its internal organs. It's rushed from your fingertips, from your toes, from your head, all the way to your gut, um, to your heart, to your internal organs, all those different things so that you can be in that fight or flight mode. Uh, That's why sometimes you get a little, like your hands might turn a little white, your feet might turn a little bit white after you go through that quick automatic stress, um, your alarm state. Then you're exhausted and you take a big deep breath and then you can kind of feel the blood trickle back into your fingertips, into your toes. my legs and arms like get a little bit throbby because I feel like I'm just really sensitive to stress. So I know my body really well when it's reactive to stress, then I can tell completely when it decompresses. And it takes me like two or three minutes fully to, um, regain my breath, really get back in alignment and reduce that amount of stress and get back to a state of equilibrium. So if I'm driving and that happens, then I need, I I'm taking some big deep breaths in, you know, really inhaling through my entire diaphragm. I'm trying my best to bring it back to a breath, mini meditation, if you will, but with my eyes closed because I'm driving. So anyways, um, that is one thing that adaptogens help kind of calm and quell. And it doesn't make you blind to other cars coming into your lane. It just makes you a little bit more calm and at ease when you are handling different kinds of stress. And the reason why dealing with stress in that sense naturally is super important is because we know our stress hormone is called cortisol, right? So we've talked about this on a lot of podcasts. Stress hormones, um, you know, a lot of people say they want to take supplements to lose weight. They want to take it to boost their metabolism and all these different things. But starting from, sorry, I'm going to plug in my computer charger right now. So a lot of these stress, uh, a lot of these people who say that they want to lose weight from supplements, you kind of have to start back at ground zero and say, what is making me gain weight? What is making me retain weight? You might have a lot of energy. You might work out all the time. You think you're eating all the right things, but you're still getting, um, holding on to excess weight. Like you might actually notice that you're losing weight in your face, in your um, collarbones, in your shoulders, your arms, your back, your legs. That might all look great. But then especially around your belly area, you might be experiencing a little bit of weight gain or just holding on to some weight in that area, especially the lower belly. Um, It might like look good, look good, look good. And then you're like, oh, there's that pooch. Well, I will tell you, you're most likely not sleeping well. 
And if you think you're sleeping well, maybe you should track your circadian rhythm and track your high quality of sleep. Maybe get a Fitbit, something like that to track the quality of your sleep. And you might be in a steady state of stress, um, which is releasing a lot of those, um, a lot of cortisol. So cortisol is a good thing. Like we need it, especially in the mornings, because if we didn't have it, we would not survive. It's our survival hormone. However, if we have too much of it, then that's when we run into problems with, um, you basically are, um, what's happening is you're holding on to weight in that belly area because your stress hormones affect weight gain in that specific area. Um, and it enhances what's called androgens, which basically makes you gain weight just in your belly. Um, I like to think of them as like the guy gut or, uh, the guy beer belly hormones. So, that's what's happening. If you reduce the amount of stress, that's why you see a lot of yogis who are like flat belly, lean, sinewy, hard, like a lot of super long, lean, low impact, low stress, um, low intensity workouts are typically less stressed. They're sleeping a little better at night because they're not spiking their cortisol levels by going into some high intensity class all the time. And I'm not saying that's not good. Like it's great to gain muscle and burn fat that way. But if you are dealing with stress hormones and you're killing yourself in the gym, you're not sleeping just because you don't want to miss a workout. I'm telling you, it would be 10 times more effective to start to focus on your sleep, reduce the amount of caffeine, maybe change up your workouts and then try an adaptogen like ashwagandha. I think that that would be amazing. Um, again, it's ashwagandha. If you just look it up, you'll find it. It's going to help with so many different types of stress. Um, and I think all of those things just go hand in hand. And then one adaptogen, which is called a cordycep, which is another type of, uh, medicinal mushroom. This one increases stamina. I know that if you are an athlete, maybe you're doing CrossFit, maybe you're competing or, uh, you're a cyclist or a runner, marathon runner. I'm actually going to try and get some of these for my sister. So they're called cordyceps. They help with endurance and they boost stamina. Um, so fellas, great for the bedroom, ladies, great for the bedroom, but also great for athletes. And I feel like that's basically everyone who listens to this podcast. Maybe you don't work out all the time, but maybe you want to, or you just need a little bit more mental stamina focus throughout the day. So that one's called a cordyceps, C-O-R-D-Y-C-E-P. And I'm going to put some of this in the show notes and I'll share the links that I'm using. Um, the next one that I would definitely think everyone could benefit from, there are a few that you've probably heard of. One is called, um, rhodiola, oh, hello, rhodiola rosea, which is a, Uh, typically you find it in teas and I know we have some at my house. It's not as common of an adaptogen as the others, but it's called rhodiola rosea and it basically saves off, uh, staves off of physical and mental fatigue. So it's not necessarily something that you want to take right before bed, but you do want to know that it isn't going to, um, Like it's not going to perk you up like a cup of coffee. It's super, super mild, especially if it's in a tea and it's diluted with a bunch of water. Maybe have that tea bag throughout the day. Um, It does stave off physical and mental fatigue. So it kind of just helps you stay a little more clear, a little more focused, a little bit less lethargic throughout the day. Again, it's Rhodiola, R-H-O-D-I-O-L-A. If you're at Whole Foods, if you're at Trader Joe's, any Whole Foods supplement store, or if you have Amazon, I've gotten a bunch of Rhodiola Rosea tea. I got one for a friend who was suffering 
suffering from, not suffering from ADHD, like, hello, welcome to the world. Um, She was just having a hard time focusing. So she started taking a little bit of this. I didn't really follow up on her. Don't know how she's doing, but this is one that is not super strong, but it's a nice way to just know that you're doing a little something extra while also hydrating with a little bit of tea. And then another would be something called Tulsi, holy basil. And I'm sure you guys have gone through the tea section and seen Tulsi's T-U-L-S-I, also known as holy basil. My aunt actually gave me a huge bag of different teas and holy basil was in there. And it's got an interesting taste, but it says it reduces physical and mental stress, stress stress-related anxiety, and depression. So holy basil is actually something that I believe people have been not prescribed, but if you're going to a more naturopathic holistic doctor during your pregnancy, maybe an OBGYN who has a natural based background, that's one that I know a lot of people have taken for postpartum depression after they have a baby, maybe even before, um, again, talk to your doctor before you're taking any of these, especially if you are pregnant, just in case, but they are pretty mild, especially if you've building up, been building up a tolerance to them. Um, building up a tolerance to them throughout, but yeah, holy basil is great. And especially for women, the week before your period, that's when your hormones are at their lowest. So when you're ovulating, which is two weeks before your period, it's when you're feeling sexy and you have confidence, your lips are full, your hair looks good, like shit's going well, you're glowing. And um, maybe like your boobs look big that week. If that's two weeks before your period, that means your hormones at your highest. Um, so everything's working top notch. You're feeling good. You're, you're doing great, confident. Like that's the best time for you to take on tasks and new ventures, which is two weeks before your period. Then the week before your period, shit goes all haywire. You know, your all of your hormones are low. Your testosterone is low. So you're not feeling confident. You're maybe feeling a little weaker in your workouts. Maybe you are, um, maybe your estrogen is a little bit low. Maybe your thyroid isn't working. Maybe you're feeling super bloated before your birth or before your birthday, before your period. This is one that I would highly recommend to take. And I will likely start doing it after I just gave myself this idea. That's, this is a time where I would definitely take holy basil or drink holy basil Tulsi tea is the week before my period, because I know I definitely get a little bit more anxiety and depression. Oh my God. Another reason why I probably have been having insomnia because I get my period next week. Thank you flow. If you guys are not on birth control and you want to know more about your period, definitely download the flow app F L O. And I use it all the time. I love it. And I know exactly when I'm ovulating. I know what to expect. I know when people, um, why people are bothering me. Some days I just say, please don't fuck with me. It's this time of month but it doesn't actually mean my period. It just means the week before my period. What about my period? I'm pretty fine. Too much. I'm sure too much, but here we are sharing way too much and that's okay. That is okay. All right. The next one is, I'm actually not even going to go into that. It's turmeric. We don't need to talk about it too much. Reduces depression, boosts brain function. Great for detoxifying. So those are all the different types of adaptogens that could potentially benefit you in different ways, especially for boosting your immune system, um, boosting your memory, your mental fatigue, your uh, stamina, reducing stress, anxiety. So it's ashwagandha, cordyceps, there's uh, rhodiola, and the holy basil. Um, and that's on, I just got all this information from online. I was looking up specific ones anyways, and this is just a great concise list. Um, and 
these are just some ones that I already consume. So I figured I would share. And then the next one that I wanted to talk to you guys about is something that I have actually gotten oddly. Sometimes I think I'll get like an, an influx of like maybe 10, 10 or 15 or something new followers on Instagram and they'll go through my highlights. I can always tell when I've gotten like a slew of different people following me because I'll get the same question every like three months. I'll get a bunch of different people asking the same question in every three months or so. And so I think I have some different posts on spirulina and a little bit about chlorella which are um, different types of algae, which I'll get into in just a second. But yeah, people have seen me posting spirulina smoothies or green smoothies or maybe my conference call smoothie, which I add spirulina to. So we'll get into that. And I would just like to say, this is this is my color this year, is that spirulina green, blue type colored. It's like a mermaidy, dark forest green, dark emerald. God, it's gorgeous. So um yeah, really loving that color. So looking at the difference between chlorella and spirulina. So they're both in the same family. They are both super high in antioxidants. They're great for calming inflammation. They're great for calming inflammation. They protect your cells. So these are really great uh, algaes to be adding into your diet. And if you are plant-based, if you are vegan, this is a great place for you to get some of your essential omega-3 fatty acids as a lot of different plant-based foods don't have them. So things like chia seed smoothies with all your different greens, and then a little bit of spirulina would be awesome for your omega-3s. So there's spirulina and then there's chlorella. And the big difference is really like the color of them. Honestly, they're not they're truly not that different. So I'm kind of just going to put them under the same category. I'm going to focus on spirulina because that's what I personally consume. And for anyone wondering, I got mine at in the refrigerated section of Whole Foods. It just came in a little Tupperware. It's just high quality spirulina. Um, it is one of the highest, if not the highest concentrated protein per gram in the world. And it comes from a plant. Hey, I mean, you're not going to get 20 grams of protein. Otherwise, your smoothie would taste like absolute ass balls. So don't do that. If you please don't smell it. If you're, if you're making a smoothie and you're using just the raw powder and you got to dip your spoon into it, don't smell it. Don't smell it. Don't get too close to it. It'll turn you off. You'll be pissed that you just spent money on this. I'm telling you, if you listen to this and then you smell it and then you're like, Oh, well, I don't even want this smoothie anymore. That's on you. This is your word of advice. It's like, it's like saying, Hey, you want this shot of tequila or the shot of vodka with no chaser? And then you smell it first. That's on you, buddy. You know what vodka tastes like, and you know, it doesn't taste great. So if you're smelling it before you chug it, then you're going to vom. Um, anyways, sometimes I smell it anyways, just cause I think it's funny. A sick fetish for smells. So, um, Anyways, back to spirulina. I love adding spirulina into, I've actually added it into guac a couple of times. I know I talked about this on a last year's holiday episode, actually. Um, I was talking about different types of apps you could bring to parties and guac was one of them. And if you mix in like a tablespoon of spirulina, it makes it this beautiful, dark green, gorgeous color. Um, so it's a cool for Halloween. It's cool for the holidays. People are like, what the fuck is that? And then they taste it and they're like, ah, it's guac, but it just looks better and it's better for you. Um, two birds, one dip. 
Um, benefits of it, omega-3s, which is great for your skin, hair, nails. It's great for your hormones function. You've, um, it's also a really great way to bind to heavy metals in your body. So all throughout our day, in our water supply, in, in the water that we drink, in the water that is in our shower, the water that we're washing our dishes with, the things that we're consuming, um, our heavy metal, just from the environment, our heavy metal, um, hello, our, our heavy metal consumption is heavy. And so we want to basically just amplify the detoxification process in our body. And so spirulina does a really great job of latching itself onto those heavy metals and escorting them out. And I'm not saying you got to chug a whole tub of it, but it's a really great natural way to detoxify. I would also like to say, full disclaimer, that does not mean stop drinking water. That means do this on top of that. Drinking high quality filtered water is the best way to detoxify. Add a little bit of lemon in there, pink Himalayan sea salt, plug, plug, plug. And uh, uh, having a spirulina smoothie, or if you're going to get an acai bowl, if you're going to get a smoothie anywhere, I would be shocked if the place that you went didn't have one of the two so chlorella or uh or spirulina and if you're asking about some of the different benefits and nutrients um it does have a lot of vitamin k so if you're looking at like if you if you have thyroid issues for instance then you want to potentially ask your doctor about take excuse me about taking a um I'm sorry, not vitamin K. Yes, it does have vitamin K, but if you have anything like uh, blood thinners or if you take baby aspirin every single day, if you have history of heart issues or if you have um, any thyroid issues, definitely consult your doctor about this first because it does have high concentrations of vitamin K, which is it's good for your body. You need it, but it's not great in combination apparently with blood thinners. Not a dietitian. Um, it's just part of the research and want to let you guys know. And then also, um, chlorella specifically has a high concentration of iodine, um, which some people might have issues with. I know that a lot of times for people who have hypothyroidism, I believe they, or take a synthetic type of thyroid medicine, they have low levels of iodine. So they might add in things like seaweed or sea kelp. Uh, a lot of those bottom of the sea types of leafy greens and those are full of iodine, but chlorella, again, like I said, it's an algae base. So ask your doctor before you do that. They might say it's a great idea, but I am not your doctor. So please don't treat me like one. Um, so anyways, don't skimp on your leafy greens or your, you know, green smoothies or your lemon water, your hydration, your high quality hydration, room temp water, but chlorella and spirulina are definitely meant to detoxify. So pulling out all those heavy metals from your body is also a great way to, um, help cell repair. So it's going to help with your skin, your hair, your nails, your, um, basically just your body's natural flow. So your skin might look a little bit better. If you are detoxifying some of those heavy metals, you might sleep better at night because it's going to regulate some of those stress hormones. And it's also going to help you just stay in a state of balance, stay in a state of abundance, and it'll help you absorb more nutrients. So it's actually these types of foods, the spirulina and the chlorella are actually better when taken with leafy greens throughout your diet primarily plant-based diet. If you want to do some high quality fish, grains, that type of thing, maybe some grass-fed beef once in a while, that's all good, but it will help you absorb your food 
more efficiently. It will help you absorb your nutrient intake. So don't use this as a multivitamin. Use it as basically an escort for an already healthy diet. That's, that's how I like to go about it. Um, and I know we talked about a lot of different adaptogens today and this is a lot of information. I'll definitely put these links up in the show notes. I do, however, want to make sure that we kind of go over what, and why am I talking like I'm lecturing you guys in a school? This is dumb. I don't do this, but I wanted to share a couple of things. So like I said before, my friend Atlas, my buddy, he doesn't listen to the podcast, but what's up? Um, he got me for Christmas this planner. I talked about it before, but I think it's called the it's called the self planner. Yes, self journal. And what it is, and I, I hadn't looked at it too too much, but then when I finally did, I was like, okay, I'm gonna plan out my whole year, I'm gonna plan out my trips in my planner so that I can really start to use this all the time. I was like, what the fuck, Atlas? This only has four months worth of calendar in it. You gypped me and I need I need eight more months in this thing. And he was like, no, no, no. The whole point is to be measurable and to make tasks for yourself and like small incremental improvements and small habit changes. And I was like, wow, you are profound. So this has been amazing. Basically what you do in the beginning of the journal is you write down uh, different projections, reflections, and goals. But what it does is it makes you write down measurable steps underneath each goal and then measurable steps underneath that to help help you get to those goals. So one thing that I have on here is that I'll share with you guys is safe for safe for my own place. And granted, if you know who I live with, if you know Liza and Hannah and you know the house that I live in, the Casita in Char- Charleston, I will probably be here for until I'm 46 years old. Uh, we're all three going to be single living together, or all three of us will be married with children all living under the same roof. We love living here. I never want to move. But one day if I do, for some reason, anyways, saving for my own place is a a goal that I have. And it said result goal, save for my own place. And then it asks this end result goal will, is very important to me to achieve because I said, I would like to make a rooted investment. And so my progress goals, which are those measurable small goals that I can do either every week or every month, um, I said, put $1,000 in savings each month. And that might seem like a big number to you, but to me, I mean, it is a big number for savings because I'm trying to already save for taxes and things like that. And I want this to be delegated specifically for saving. Um, But little things that I'm doing like saving a thousand dollars, it might be a hundred bucks for you a month, but I'm actually making sacrifices in order to do that. Um, I don't buy clothes. I don't go out and spend money on frivolous things. And I, every single day or every month or every time I get a paycheck, I'll divide that up for the amount of days that I have after taking out things like bills or my car payment, whatever. And I'll delegate how much money, let's say I have like 150 bucks I can spend every single day. And then Every day that I don't spend 150 bucks, I will deposit that into a savings account. And there are some days where I spend way more than that. And that's okay. Like I could do that. But just knowing that every day that I don't spend, then I'll put the balance in my uh, bank account for that savings. And I won't touch that shit ever. And then the next thing that I have on my progress goals is to decide by July 
where I'm going to be, whether I'm like moving with Hilo, whether I'm going to be here, whether I, I just want to sink my teeth into something and really have some type of not plan because, uh, but have some kind of goal set for where I want to be in life by July, whether that's, um, okay, I'm going to find my own place. Probably not going to happen. Um, or just having more of a career mindset and a little bit more of a game plan by July. And then the third one is to pay off my car to make that totally liquid. And I could do that all right now, but I don't want to take that big of a chunk out of my account to pay it off. So I'm doing it incrementally. So I'm saving $1,000 paying off my car. I'm trying to get that done before July as well. So that will give me, that'll free up like 270 every single month for me to put towards a house. And I think that having as many liquid assets as possible is amazing. And, you know, allowing myself time to travel is great, but I will be cautious of that. I try and use miles for whenever, whenever I fly, I definitely will um, only use my credit card if I know I can pay it off, but I use my credit card a lot so that I can rack up miles. I haven't paid for a flight in a while. It's great. And anyways, it's just, what are some actions and tasks that you can do in order to progress on progress or on goal one, on goal two, on goal three. So I love the way it breaks it down. And then every week you write out all of your days and it says, what are your weekly milestones that you need to accomplish? And then it'll have a section for every day. You can put a little check mark to what you've done to, um, to move towards goal number one, to move towards goal number two, little tiny, footsteps and it's great. And then it gets you to recap on the end of the week, which I think is my favorite part because I think that just in this day and age, we're so focused on the next thing. And that's something that we just have wrong. It's, uh, there's no joy in the moment right here. And right now, um, we'll see all these, you know, memes going on about like, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and think, uh, you know, you used to wish for where you are right now, but you're still unhappy, which really just goes back to the present mindset and gratitude and all that good shit. And we won't get too much into that, but I hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Make sure you write a review, you record, not record, you write a review, you, um, screenshot what you have and make sure that you're sharing this with everybody. It means so much that you guys are listening. Can't wait for this weekend. Going to go to Charlotte, check out Middle Sea Jazz, go dad. If you are, if you live in Charlotte or near Charlotte or are going to Charlotte, let me know and I'll see if there's anything special going on with Middle Sea Jazz or I'll see if I can get you a hookup with tickets. Definitely make sure you check it out. Middle Sea Jazz. It's uptown. It is so fun. They have done such a fucking incredible job. I'm so proud of them. And it's blowing up like crazy. So um, make sure you check it out if you're in that area. If you're in Charleston, come see me at Hilo. Or if you have questions about health, nutrition, booking, anything like that, make sure you just check out the website.